0: Welcome to The Sweetest Little Life, where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul for women in business. This podcast is all about releasing the light in you and becoming the divine inner goddess that you were destined to be. I'm Courtney Hanson, and I'm your host, author, influencer, and coach, and I am so excited to hang with you for the next 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. We're back and I am so excited for today's guest. I took a week off and just kind of unplugged with my family last week. It was so beautiful. I highly encourage all of you to unplug. Sometimes too, we need to just Shut down all the media, the work, the phones, and just connect and ground. It is so important and it gives you an energy to just fly. And I am so, so blessed to be here with you goddesses today. We are talking with Shakti and she is amazing. I was literally just sitting scrolling the gram one night and she just popped out to me and I was like, I have to talk to this woman. She is amazing. She is so knowledgeable on so many things that I personally am experiencing in my journey right now. And I just thought that she would be such a light on this show and help so many women. And I knew that you guys had to hear from her. So without further ado, let's welcome Shakti. Good mo- morning. Well, good afternoon. <laughs> Hi.
1: Good afternoon. How are you? (laughs) Good. Good, good, good. Just been for a walk. Just having my afternoon tea, actually. Really English. (laughs) Love it. I'm so glad you're on the show today. Oh,
0: thank you. Excited. Yes, I have been
1: looking forward to chatting with you. Uh, Me too. Um, Yeah, I'm just like totally open, totally ready, like hit me with it. I'm just ready to roll.
0: (laughs) I love it. Okay. So let's start off. Look, if you could just tell the audience a little bit about what you do, who you are.
1: Sure. Um, So my name is Shakti, Shakti Sundari. That's my spiritual name. I wasn't born with that name. Um, I teach embodied awareness and awakening for women and that's sort of been my life path really for the last 17 years um it's been an incredible journey uh taking me from actually um it all started out when I lived in the states I lived in the states for six years and uh this whole process for me began when I started to teach a conscious dance practice called the near technique which some of your listeners might know um Yeah, but it's just kind of snowballed from there. And, you know, I was a very different person some time ago. I started out life working in business. I did some academic studies for some time. Um, But then everything changed. And here I am sort of teaching this now. And it's my life. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. And what was your pivoting point where you knew this was what you wanted to pursue?
1: Um, let's see. I mean, the specifics of exactly what I do now, I didn't know from the beginning. Um, But this is what happened. And this is what's happened all the way along, um, which is very clear. It's simply that I had this knowing I had this, I guess I'd call it a soul's calling or a gut instinct or an intuition. At every point, it, it was like a voice that was so strong inside me. It was simply you have to do this. And so I did. So it was this, you know, with when I started out with the NIA technique, it's a conscious dance practice. And I'd always loved dancing as a child, always, you know, music dancing had been my thing. But I'd been in working in business, I'd been working in academia. And then I went into this dance class and I was already in my mid 30s and I loved it. And this voice inside just said, Go and ask her how to teach this. You need to teach this. And and so I did. And that's how it's been with every next step along the way. It's like you have to learn this. You have to teach this. And then at some point, probably, um, let's see, well, a good 10 years after that first instinct, then it became clear your work is about supporting women who are on the same path as, as you, you know, basically to support your the previous version of you to become what she wants to become. Oh, that is so powerful.
0: And then let's talk about, I know you do a lot of sexual awakenings and I feel like so many people, especially people that I talk to lately, have a block in their sacral and I work a lot with energy and chakras and things like that. And it is crazy to me that sex has become, and I really find it in cultures too, that it's very different on people's views and thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. But it has become so mundane and so routine and so, you know, it's all about sex and the penis and the vagina and it's so Mm -hmm. much more than that. And I love that you touch on that. And that was actually one of the things that drew me to yours is that you teach women how to sexually awaken. Yep. (laughs) And it's not about just sex. So I would love to dive into that and kind of just get the down and dirty on that because I find it so fascinating that you're able, because that's a, that's a you know, touchy topic for a lot of people. And it is a beautiful thing. And
1: Right. Yeah. Um, It's so interesting, isn't it? Because, um, you know, that word sex can bring up so many things for people immediately, it will trigger responses, reactions, judgments, shame, embarrassment, you know, all of those reactions can happen just when you even mention that word. And assumptions, people make assumptions. So, you know, when um, we talk, when I talk about being a priestess of sacred sexuality, I notice that it would attract a certain type of person, or people would make an assumption about what that meant. So, if we just forget everything that we've been taught, you know, because in 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 society at large, sex is used in a very mm-hmm diminishing degrading way I would say against Mm -hmm. what it actually can be and so young women and girls grow up with this notion of what it is and what it's supposed to be but that's not really um, you know what my experience of it has become through my own exploration you know and what I want to sort of really emphasize is that for me um, I've always also been a very spiritual person and there was this longing inside to to bring the two together, you know, to, to recognize that the body is sacred, that sexuality can be sacred and that it is actually. And so when I discovered that, everything changed. Um, and so the blocks that I find that are there for, you know, most women or a lot of women, they come from the cultural stigma, um, the shame, the programming that is, is, has been in our culture for so long, which stem really from a misunderstanding of what sexuality really is, and a desire, this is my own belief anyway, to suppress the true feminine and to suppress the power of sexual energy because it's an incredible force. It's the most potent force in the world. And it goes hand in hand with a woman stepping into her full power, a woman stepping into a greater level of conscious awareness so it's not just about the genitals, as, you know, as you said, it's about every part of your life. Every part of your life is connected. And so when people go to see a sex therapist, you know, they'll think it's something wrong with the mechanics of their genitals, you know, or the techniques that they're using. But really, it's going to be about so much more than that. It's going to be reflecting aspects about the life about the communication, about woundings that haven't been healed, Um, all of that will impact upon your experience of sexuality and sex.
0: Mm, Yes. Uh, We
1: actually just started, I
0: started actually studying tantric and stuff and the intimacy on it and the healing factors in a relationship because my relationship was actually very wounded Uh, my marriage and so we're like okay we're gonna try like new stuff to kind of connect on a different level and when you get outside of that mind that everything like you were saying is all about genitals like it's so much deeper and especially when you have someone experience that with it is amazing how we're able to like almost have that out-of-body experience
1: yes exactly that and the wonderful thing is is that it's it's available to everyone you know, and it's it's almost like this is kind of what I want to shout from the rooftops in a way to everybody. It's like there's so much more that you could be experiencing. There's so much more that you could be experiencing in terms of intimacy, in terms of really feeling seen and heard, in terms of you know a, um, a sense of orgasm or ecstasy beyond what you could possibly imagine. You know, there's so much more, and. To experience that, you're going to need to get vulnerable. To experience that, you're going to need to be completely honest with yourself and everyone else in your life. To experience that, you will have to meet those wounded inner child places in yourself. So, you know, the thing is, having been in the tantra world for a long time, I know a lot of people will go to a tantra workshop thinking, oh, great, I'm going to learn how to have great sex. You (laughs) will but you're going to have to meet like every part of your darkest self as well and get really vulnerable along the way and people don't always realize that so I always make sure to add that part in so it's balanced you know
0: because it is about growth
1: it's about spiritual growth it's about personal growth it's about growth and intimacy it's about becoming more of who you are you know which is incredible because we're infinite beings with infinite potential yes I uh,
0: think it's amazing that, you know, I've had to do some really intense uh, trauma healing and shadow work and just all the stuff that's not so sexy in your spiritual journey and that we all constantly have to work on. But it is just amazing that where, where you change when you're willing to do that yucky inner work and when you're willing to actually face all that darkness It's then you know, and I love, I love the quote that that sometimes you have to go through the darkest times to be the brightest light, and it's so true. Like you can't just be light and be like, "Oh, I'm spiritual now. I have crystals." Like it's not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's
0: always people like that. I'm I'm like
1: yeah um, I know, and I, I understand the attraction to the light and the sexiness, and there's nothing wrong with that. you know, I think that that um, and I'm just aware of that so much it, actually in the moment in the the women's group that I'm teaching right now, you know, there's we're on the phase in the in the group program that I offer that's about sexual awakening. And you know, women are sharing that their shame is coming up, and it can be so deep that you don't even realize that it's there until, you know, you begin to enter the process of some of the embodiment practices or the, you know, activation processes to begin to wake the sexual energy up. And then, boom, you come face to face with the shame that you've been holding, you know, since you were a young girl. Um, and it's all unconscious because of course, when you know, when you're a young person, you just absorb the, um, you know, the, the ideas, the beliefs that were strongest around you at the time. And there is a lot of programming still to instill this idea of shame around a woman loving her body, celebrating her body, standing in her sexuality for herself, not for somebody else. So not to manipulate, not to seduce, you know, which is a shadow expression of sexuality. And that's what the mainstream culture will teach women, you know, to dress and look a certain way, to use their sexuality as a tool to manipulate men. You know, that's what it, it, it's not about. I sort of take women into a much deeper journey where it's its like a recognition that this is you. This is you for you, not for anyone else. This is your energy, not for anyone else. You you use it with care. You suddenly become aware how powerful and magnetic and potent that energy is to create and to destroy. Use it with care, honor it, honor yourself, you know, and, and uh, you know, healing the shame, Healing the Darkness, and, uh, you know, wow, I can tell you, I could share some of my own stories of the sort of the highs and the lows of my own journey in the last 17 years. And I've been, you know, several times down on my knees, literally thinking, I can't take this anymore. And then having come up out of that, recognising the lessons in what was happening in my life. um, You know, so I faced really my deepest, darkest shit and uh, come out of it and I guess in a way now I can hold space for women who are kind of on that journey themselves so it can be a bit gentler perhaps you
0: know yes Um, so you can hold the hand let people know that they're going to get
1: through to the other side Exactly, because, you know, I was thinking about that exactly myself the other day, and I was thinking, gosh, what would I have needed? I would have needed, or I would have loved someone to be there to just say, like, it's okay, I'm not going to tell you what to do, because I'll, I'll support you to find your way. I can tell you that you're going to get to the other side, I'm going to, you know, I can give you insights as to what's happening right now, because I've been there, I see it, and I I can sort of understand what, what your process is. Um... But it's also, you know, it's also a, um, a process of stepping more into your own power. So it's like finding that for yourself with the right support, with the right holding, with the right guidance. Um, that just is a bit reassuring, you know. I think I could have really done with a bit more reassurance that I wasn't going mad and that I would come out the other side. And And actually, there's a wisdom, you know, because the feminine works in a spiral and... There's this process that's constant, it's evolutionary, and we spiral and we spiral and we go down a little bit into the shadow and then we spiral back up into the light. And each time we we emerge higher and brighter, higher and brighter, you know, and it's like a this ongoing thing. And eventually, after a few rounds of it, you begin to recognize what's happening. So it doesn't phase you anymore so much. You're just thinking, oh, okay. Here comes my next lesson. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you said
0: lesson because I feel like when we're able to really get in the space of that, it's not good or bad. It's just something that we're supposed to learn and walk through. And sometimes that doesn't look very good or it's experience. But when you look back on anything that you've been in fear, that's dark in your life, you can see when you're through it, why you walked through that. Yeah. I, I just did a uh, class recently on the seven feminine archetypes and it was so crazy. Cause I, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm connected to all of them. And mm. it was so funny. The lover came up and I immediately started to feel guilt and shame and yuckiness, what trying to relate to it. And, and I was like, Oh my goodness, this is so insane to me. It's like from when we're itty bitty, we are programmed. And I think more so, In the United States, you know, don't show your skin. Don't do this. Don't do that. Sex is bad. Don't have sex while you're married. Don't, you know, it's, it's this list of things Mm. that we're told from being so small to be ashamed of our bodies. If you really think about Mm -hmm. it and that carries on. And so even if you had the perfect childhood, it's still a culture thing that you are taught so young, you know, cover up, don't show, don't do And when our bodies are beautiful, when we get comfortable in our own skin And we're able to acknowledge like that power and like you said that just that feminine sexuality that has nothing to do with actually having sex but just knowing your Mm. own power and and I think a lot of people don't know too that creativity all that comes from that area
1: absolutely absolutely and again I really want to emphasize because yeah the the, the programming thing I've been trying to hold off on using the word patriarchy but I guess I'll have to use it (laughs) go Um, for it (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's kind of it's become so ingrained in our psyches and our bodies that we don't know it's there until we begin to realize it is there and it's Mm -hmm. it's like the process I've been through has been I would call it almost like a deprogramming or a cleansing of that ingrained you know all those beliefs and habits of don't do this and don't do that and that's wrong that's bad and that's good um and just come back to the innocence. And this is the other thing I want people to get is that sexuality is pure and innocent and yes. sacred, mm. pure, innocent and sacred. And also to just recognize the, the massive hypocrisy in how sex is used to sell. Like, look at all the adverts that are out there on the billboards, you know, all those pouty licks, all those pert bottoms, all those pushed up titties. Right. You know, that's mm-hmm. OK but so then women are given this really confusing message it's like oh that's what i'm supposed to look like but i don't look like that because i've got a few extra rolls of fat or you know um i've got some stretch marks on my thighs cuz i've had children and so then they begin to feel inadequate and ugly and not good enough and not sexy you know because they begin to judge and compare themselves against that standard And then at the same time, there's all those moral messages from religion, from society, which are still there in the psyche. So it is really confusing for a woman to step outside of that and reclaim her innocence and reclaim her power and reclaim um, the purity of her sexuality as sacred. And, you know, because, of course, if you're not comfortable in your body, how can you possibly enjoy a great sex life? if you're lying there thinking oh turn the light off oh you know what do I look like from this angle uh you know you need to be fully in your body you need to be fully relaxed you need to love yourself um to open your your vagina your yoni your womb to open there fully these are the kind of the fundamental ground pieces that need to be in place first which is to love and accept yourself um to love your body to honor your body to respect your body so you treat it with respect so everybody else treats it with respect, to know what pleases you. What do I do every day to please my body? You know, what feels good? What do I wear? What creams do I put on? What clothes do I wear? What, how do I pleasure myself? You know, all of the, and pleasure isn't just about masturbation. It's everything for the feminine. What gives me pleasure? I always have lilies in my room. I'm sitting here looking at my, you know, I've got a beautiful bouquet of lilies. I've got an orchid because I think they're beautiful. And it makes me feel luscious and abundant to have them in my room. You know,
0: Mm. I love lilies. (laughs) They are my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So when you are working with women, what are some practices, just some general practices, if someone is new to this, or kind of just getting on their path, what are some tips that the audience can do to really start just stepping into that feminine energy?
1: Okay. Um, well, you know, it really depends where you are. So it's, it's, but to give something very general for anybody who might be listening, I mean, this Getting into your body is so important. And a lot of women are running around with a lot of masculine energy driving them, right? And so um, this attitude of do, 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 right? Busy, 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 busy. So being the feminine bees, she doesn't do. So this can be a whole unlearning process in itself of just relaxing back, and not doing and not thinking and getting into the body so dance dance play music massage anything that gives the body pleasure and I know having worked with some people who this is newly you know quite new to they're like what what does that mean to do something that feels good in my body they don't even know what that means so discover what feels good in your body and I don't mean at this point masturbation I just mean what feels good literally moving for pleasure moving for joy what gives you joy these are all feminine attributes the breath so um again conscious breathing and then because breathing is part of taking in life breathing is part of the you know enjoyment of sex as well but also you can do a practice called yoni breathing it's a very simple practice i introduce people to where you literally would sit as if you're um uh, doing some yoga maybe or some meditation, you can do it lying down too. And you would breathe with the intention that you're breathing down into your vulva. and your. So I call this your yoni. So in Sanskrit, that means sacred gateway. So breathing down into your vulva, your vagina and your womb. And breathe in, take the breath down, let it fill and flood that whole area. Breathe out, let it all flow out. And just that one simple exercise, if you did that every day for 30 days, Breathing into your yoni with awareness for yeah for thirty days for ten minutes five minutes a day, things would change, because it's the very fact of bringing awareness to that part of your body where you probably have not been bringing awareness for a long time, um, and as soon as you take awareness somewhere, energy goes there. You know, it's a simple um, law of attraction thing: energy flows where attention goes. Right? Yes. Breathe into the yoni. Um, and let her begin to feel that, and so I speak of your Yodi your as her. Let her feel that you're giving her your attention. And this could be really quite emotional for women. The first time they actually connect in and um, begin to listen in to what she has to say. And she can say things like, you know, you've neglected me all this time. Where have you been? I feel dried up or why haven't you touched me, or I'm longing for pleasure, you know, there's a dialogue that you can actually begin to have with your sacred sexuality, with your yoni, with your vulva, with your vagina. And I also want to say that, um, you know, I have women who've had hysterectomies, uh, and so it really doesn't matter because there's an energy in that part of your body, whether you have a womb or not. Um, I've worked with women who've had And me too, you know, given birth and had some stitching in the vagina and, you know, different things going on physically. And I understand that. I understand that, too. But breathing there, you know, it can begin a process of awakening. It can begin a process of healing and bringing love to that part of your body. Um, I mean, those are a couple of really simple things. I don't know if you want me to say any more or if you have any more questions about that. Yeah, no, I, if you can say as much as you want, I love that. And
0: I think it's so powerful too, because if you think about it across the board, no matter what practice you're doing, no matter what you're connecting to, really all start with breath. And it's such a simple thing, but it's really a powerful, powerful way for us to connect our own bodies. And I don't think yeah. a lot of people realize that it is something as simple as just visualizing where you're connecting to and drawing that breath yep. into that space.
1: Yes, it's so simple and so powerful. And this is it, like when I teach Tantra workshops for, for mixed groups, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you know, how do I have a better sex life? And I'm like, okay, ground into the present moment, get into your body, notice your breath. These are the fundamental tools for expanded mm-hmm. and heightened pleasure on every level, right? Um, <clears throat> Uh, cultivate your capacity to be present with yourself to yourself and then with and to another but yeah the breath is a really fundamental super simple tool most people are breathing really shallow most of the time not aware and also of course the deeper you breathe the more you begin to open your heart Okay, and feel, you feel more. So again, if you are in some way unconsciously closing down your heart or closing down your emotions, you are also closing down your potential for pleasure. Mm. And again, that's a big barrier for a lot of women because they've been hurt and they're scared to open, And which is again, totally understandable. But your heart and your sex are connected, right? And again, to experience Mm. the pleasure that you long for, those two places need to be open and connected. and I want to say you can there's another breathing practice you can do where um, you would literally imagine breathing just up from the from your perineum from your root breathing up to your heart and then exhaling breathing down from your heart to your perineum. that's another super simple exercise that will activate your energy that will begin to um, open that energy channel between heart and sex. And, you know, when I do that now, my sexual energy will begin to flow within a couple of minutes of just breathing in that way. So it's not rocket science. It's simple. And everyone has the capacity for this. And I also want to add another thing, which is that um, you don't need a man. You know, it's great to have a partner, whether it's a man or a woman, doesn't matter. It's wonderful. And you don't want to make your sexual pleasure or your sexuality dependent on anybody outside yourself. So all of these practices, you want to begin to cultivate for yourself, so that you really have that sense of your own energy, before you share it with another. But of course, you're doing the work with your partner, Courtney, and that must be so amazing to do it together as well. Yeah,
0: I'm so glad you just said that. Because I feel that a lot of people put responsibility of someone else um, for their pleasure, and we are responsible for our own pleasure. Like, that is our own responsibility.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I think that's another part of the conditioning. Certainly for me, that was. Growing up, uh, it was, in some way, um, how can I explain it? It was like my, my power and my pleasure were outside of me. And so it was always dependent on the man I was with or the boyfriend I was with and what he was doing to me Um, and not even being able to vocalize if I didn't like something, you know, not being able to say no or stop or that's not okay or could you do it like this? Like not feeling I had the power to, to speak my truth and ask for what I wanted or demonstrate what I needed. Right. So even that was a whole learning that I had to go through which is to understand um he's not responsible for my pleasure I am so that means I need to know what my body likes I need to be able to give that to myself I need to know my boundaries really important um to say no to say yes only when I mean it only Mm -hmm. when I mean it because every time I say yes or I allow so if you don't verbalize it, but you allow something to be done to you and it doesn't feel good, you are programming your body um, in a, how would I say, it's, I wouldn't call it traumatic, although it can be traumatic, but you're programming your body to actually shut down. Because even if your your voice isn't saying no, your body is saying no. Disassociation. Right? Body, yes. Yeah. And you, Exactly. Uh, seen that again in in a lot of women that I work with this splitting off and leaving the body and numbing out and then you know it becomes really dangerous so learning again this doesn't sound sexy but it's actually one of the steps to a sexier life is to know your boundaries only ever say yes if you mean it only ever let him in when you want him in uh, inside you because when you take a man inside you um you're taking his energy in. You're taking his consciousness in. Do you want that inside you? Be really clear. Um, you know, boundaries. Yes. that is So beautifully put. Just,
0: <laughs> I love that. This, that. That was moving. Because I think a lot of people too will think, oh, I, ha- I have to do this. or I mean, it all really stems back to that guilt and shame and you know oh I I have to do this to please him or I have and no you don't like no no
1: no 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 no. and you know it's not to um demean or make men bad um I also don't want to do that um no they have their journey too they've got their journey and unfortunately they don't have much guidance they don't have any guidance you know from wise elders who are there to educate and show them how to revere and honor a woman how to revere and honor their own sexuality and connect their cock and their heart right um and how to really embody that in a beautiful way they've not shown that they're not taught that so it's like we're all having to learn this and figure it out together um so you can actually uh if you are in a partnership you can show your man you can um you know, teach him what he wasn't taught without shaming him or um emasculating him. you know um I think that's quite important because men are already feeling so insecure a lot of them about how to do the right thing and how to be the best lover and you know all of this stuff so yes, yeah. yes, and I
0: think that is important to acknowledge too that if you are in a partnership, you know it is it's not just you. It is that it's vulnerable. It's just comes down to both of you have to be at that vulnerable state to grow together and individually. And, you know, it's, it's gotta be much for me, at least as a woman, you know, we, I feel have that intuition to naturally step into that fem energy and it's hard, but I feel like it is intuitive. And for men, I think it's a little bit more difficult because they are programmed and seasoned so much more strongly as well. That yeah. it's, you know, it's definitely just a journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just it's just come into my head to mention porn there as um, an issue that can come up uh, as an addiction for men or as a distraction for men mm. um, and yes. or on either side, a sort of a fear of being vulnerable. It, it, that's the main thing that really gets in the way of feeling truly met. I think, is, is that fear of vulnerability with one another. But I'm um, just going to give a little bit of advice for women. When or if you speak with your partner, um, the way to be heard most clearly is to go into your heart and speak from your heart <clears throat> um, with your vulnerability from that place. Because when you speak from your heart, it's much easier for your partner to hear you. Um, mm. I just felt that that's important to, to, to say that. Yes. But really, again, you know, I'm going to keep bringing it back around. You want to make this journey for yourself, um, not for anybody else, not to please anyone else, not to seduce anyone else. You want to do this for yourself because you know there's more available to you. You feel the calling to open more in this area. You know there's a lot more that you could be experiencing. You know it's affecting your whole life. And as a woman, you you want to step into your fullest potential um, Mm. and, you know, this is the way. Um, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes.
0: Well, thank you so much for everything today. You are just so beautiful. And it was funny. I was just scrolling the gram and I, (laughs) for some reason it was on the search page and I saw you and I was just so drawn to you. I was like, I have to have a conversation with this woman. I don't know what it was. It was crazy. And I'm really trying to, on my journey, listen to that feeling and just reach out immediately. And I'm so glad Mm. I did. You are just such a light in this world. And Oh, you just have an essence about you, and I'm just so thankful that you got the opportunity to join me today. So thank you very much.
1: Oh, thank you so so much. I'm super grateful. Um, ask me back anytime. I'm so happy yes. to talk about this all day.
0: <laughs> I know I could too. I could talk for hours. Um, <laughs> it's just it's so it's so deep. But there's just so many layers to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, where can we all find you? Connect with you? I'm, so I'm going to put on the show notes that you sent me all the links, but definitely just want to have people, if they're on the gram right now or interested in connecting with you for coaching, where they
1: can get a hold of you. Yep, super easy. So, um, on Instagram, it's at Shakti Sundari. Um, and my website is the same shakti So super easy. Facebook as well. Um, But those two, you'll find me easily.
0: I hope you have a wonderful evening. And thank you again for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much. And lots of love to everybody. And lots of juiciness too.
0: Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, we will definitely connect soon.
1: Yeah. Bye for now. Bye.
0: Wow. That was amazing. I hope you guys got as much out of that as I did. I love when we are able to really just put aside, put on the shelf our judgments, the things that have been so ingrained in us when we're able to just dismantle everything that we've ever been taught and come up with our own ideas, our own beliefs, and step into that energy. Oh my goodness, how powerful and how just flying free. Like when I when I think of a picture of a woman unchained, just, you know, just free and adventurous and in that wild woman and that lover and those archetypes that are just so empowering. The mother, the maiden, there are so many and I think it's very very beautiful to be able to just be in touch with our bodies. I love that Shakti talks about the breathing exercises. I'll put that in the show notes for you guys as well so you can practice it. And it's even just taking five minutes a day to connect to your body, to get inside and to realize that there is so much going on right inside and that you are responsible for how you feel. No one is responsible for how you feel. What happened to you in your childhood, your trauma, all that is not acceptable. It is not okay, but you can heal from it. You can move past it and you can help other women by your trauma. And I think that's one thing that is so beautiful about humanity is we can take our own experiences and really help others to have a guided form to walk through to the other side and know that there is hope. And hope is just such a powerful word. I I think it is wonderful when we are able to step inside and just get to know ourselves and be okay with ourselves. And like Shakti was saying, respect and love ourselves because the way we treat ourselves, we are teaching others how to treat us. And that is really a huge, huge thing. When you don't love yourself, you are setting out that energy, don't love me, don't come near me, come here, go away, come here, go away. Instead of just being firm and solid in who you are as a woman and knowing how powerful that is like you are amazing and if you think any other just give yourself a hug and say I love you because you are worth it I hope you guys have a beautiful week and remember that you are a divine inner goddess and it is time to step into your fem energy